Good evening, K Chapel. There's a scripture that said, let us come into the house of the Lord with praises. Those of you that are listening to us online, it is time for revival. Is there anybody in here that need reviving tonight? Is there anybody that needs Jesus? I, I, I mean, I want some serious people. Have you had a hard week? Are things not going the way you need them to go? Can you say with me, I need Jesus? Say it again, I need Jesus. It is so wonderful to see you in the sanctuary tonight. And I tell you, I just feel good. Would you just welcome somebody right next to him and say, it's so glad to see you in the building tonight. Oh, I'm so glad you made it to revival this third Tuesday. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I love the smiles. I love the spirit. Is there anybody that can raise your hands? Are you glad that you can wave your hands tonight? All right, we're going to do some calisthenics. Uh, can you really wave your hands for the Lord tonight? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for getting us up this morning. Thank you for letting me rise in a new day. Thank you, Lord, for the possibilities of the future. I just want to say thank you. Is it anybody else that can say thank you? Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Woo. Thank you, Lord. Let us pray. Oh, God, we're opening this third Tuesday of revival. And we're calling ourselves to worship. We say, Lord, let us put aside anything that's in our heart that would keep us from serving you tonight. Right now, Lord Jesus, settle us. Get anything out of us right now, Lord, that would keep us from opening up to the word. And God, we want to not just take the word in, but we want you to prepare us, Lord, when we leave here to share with someone else that the wages of sin is death. But we know a God who sits high and he looks low. Help us, Lord. Worship you with truth with honesty, and with the kind of openness of love that you know that we are your children. Now, Lord, thank you. And we are so humble to know that we serve a God that's so mighty. And we ask that right now you bring us to the order so that we can revive ourselves again. And it is in the precious name of Jesus. And every saint say, amen. 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 A hand clap of praise. And now our deacons will lead us in devotion.
Afternoon, Kate. Our scripture for the evening is coming from the book of Romans, the book of Romans, chapter 10, and we'll be reading the first 10 verses. That's Romans, chapter 10, beginning at verse 1. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I heard them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thine heart, who shall descend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, and in thy heart that is the word of faith which we preach. That if I, thou, shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The word of God for the people of God. This is not a question, it's a statement. There is not a person in, in this building tonight that is not blessed. I know you are blessed because I see you here, standing, ready to sing. And we will be singing Blessed Assurance.
Let the church say amen. amen. Let's say amen again. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. God bless you. Come on, dear. Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. If I withdraw thyself from me, where should I go? Our Heavenly Father, Father in Heaven, as we come this morning, this evening, we come in the name of the Son, Jesus. We come just to say thank you. You've been better to us than we deserve. You've been better to us, I said, than we deserve. Father, we want to thank you now for watching over us last night while we slumber slept. Then you saw fit to touch it with the finger of our divine love. And we was clothed in our right mind. We looked around, we take things for granted, but we looked around, we had shelter, food on the table, clothes on our back, yeah. the use and the activity of our limb. And we said, thank you. We asked, oh God, that you speak tonight to a revival. Speak tonight, Father, to those who are sick and shed in tonight. Speak to those who are laying up on a bed of affliction tonight. Speak to those who are on nursing home tonight. Speak to our pastor tonight that he will continue to raise the leaders. Speak to the man that's going to bring the spoken word. Speak, O oh Lord, that he will bring some soul that dwells in darkness to the marvel of light. We pray, O oh God, for a praying church. Because if we got a praying church, we know that prayer is powerful. The word is, every knee must bow. Every tongue shall confess. Oh, we're looking to the hills this, tonight, which come all of our help, because our help come from you. Oh, Father, we didn't come tonight to put on a show to outside and friendly one, but we come tonight that you be worthy of all praises. We thank you for just being so good to us. We pray for all those who are just less fortunate than one another. We pray for your love. We need love. We ask, oh God, that you would just bind us so close together where one won't be able to fall for another. We ask, oh God, that you would give us that love that we call a God paint, that we love in spite of. And, oh Father, we ask, though, now that you allow the speaker tonight with the spoken word that he will bring somebody that will say that they might be revived tonight. That somebody tonight may come running saying, what should I do that I might be saved? And, oh Lord, we just thank you for Jesus. We thank you, oh God. We ask you to bless this service tonight. And we just thank you for Jesus because above thee, I call upon his holy name because his name is above all names. No, Father, when we are gone the last mile of the way, where we can come this way no more, we got to go in somewhere. We must stick our souls in the sand of time where we can study the world no more. Oh, we thank you, oh God, for just being God. We know without you, everything's going to be possible. And, oh, Father, we thank you for Jesus who laid upon the cross and he died and bled. And he was buried in a borrowed tomb. He laid there for three long days, but the record is on the third day he got it with all power. This is my prayer for us in Jesus' name we pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on and put those hands together and bless the name of the Lord in here. 
In Jesus' name, bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. What a mighty God we serve. Good to be in the house of prayer one more time. Good to see each of you, my father's children. God is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Y'all looking good tonight. Look like y'all ready for revival. I'm looking at blessed folk in the house. I see, I see blessings over here. I see blessings out there. Amen. Blessings over here. Now listen, we, we've, been doing, we've been doing things a little bit differently this year for this return of revival services. We've, we've never done it quite like this before, but uh, all indications are it's going well. All indications are this, this works for us. But I, I will be the first to say that, that, that you know, I, I'm kind of a traditionalist. And some things I just like to do that just take us back. Amen. We can do new things, but let's, let's stay where we are, who we are. Amen. Amen. And, and I would, I would. I see my deacons are here tonight. Um, I hadn't heard a deacon sing, sing a Dr. Watch hymn in a long time. And, and I wonder if there's a deacon in the house. One smiling right there. I see him. He's smiling. I know he can do it. Amen. But if you don't, I will. But I, I sure would like a deacon to start off with, I love the Lord. He heard my cry. Listen to his throne. 
don't, don't leave me there. Somebody got to pray. Y'all remember how to have church, don't you? Y'all looking like y'all don't know what come next. Thank you, Lord. Take us there. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you that we haven't forgotten about our roots. Lord, we thank you that you have brought us a mighty, mighty long way. And Father, for that we say thank you. Father, we thank pray you man, that there man. are still Christians pray man, pray that man. don't mind giving all praise and glory to your holy my, and my, righteous my, my. name. For Lord God, we know that you are worthy. Father, we thank you that you still allow us to gather to get mm -hmm. the revival that all of us are in need of. Mm -hmm. And Father, mm -hmm. we ask that you will bless everything yes, that we do. Yes, sir. Father, bless us through the scriptures. Yes, sir. Lord, bless us through the psalms. But then bless us through the preached word. Pray, man. Pray, man. Lord, we know that if we can hear from heaven, that we will leave here yes, revived. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We will leave here better than we were before pray, we man. came. Pray, man. Pray, man. Lord God, thank you now mm. that you blessed us together. And Lord, as the man of God get ready to break the bread of life, we ask that you will let his word. Yes, sir. Let it will feed us when I roll, with the bread of life. That we may morning. leave this place full of the Holy Spirit. I said and that we will tell a dying world you, that you are still God. And you're God all by yourself. When I rule this now. morning. Bless us to be the Christians that will I be strong. Christians that will stand firm. That we will tell the world that regardless yes, to what yes, Satan sir. does, that you are still on the throne. Yes, sir. And that you're still in command. Yeah. And Father, we will forever give you all the praise my and God, the glory. My God, my God. And all of the Christians said amen. 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 And amen. 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 Come on, give the Lord some, some praise in this house. Hallelujah. If the Lord has brought you from a mighty long way, can you give him a, a mighty long way praise? Lord, when I look back over my life and think things over and remember what you brought me through, remember what you brought me out of, when I look back at my history and see how you brought us over, Lord, I'm just going to give you a, a thank you, Lord, for bringing me all the way. Hallelujah. Come on and bless his name. Hallelujah. My God, my God, my God, my God. What an awesome God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. We've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord. Amen. Amen, amen. If you don't mind, go ahead and give your neighbor a fist bump. Let them know you're glad to see them this evening. Go ahead and greet your neighbor. Tell them you're glad to see them this evening. Bless his name, bless his name. Come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. God is a mighty good God. Amen. We're going to let this male choir loose now because I believe they're ready to sing. Amen. Amen, amen. We're in the midst of a good time. Pastor, come on up. Come on up. 
Y'all make, make, give, give my, give my, amen, give pastor a seat there. God bless you, God bless you. Y'all say amen for this male chorus. This male chorus is going to bless us on tonight. Come on and say amen. Lord, you've been good to me. Lord, you've been good to me. 
the Lord been good? Oh, he's been good. He's been good. He's been mighty, mighty good. I see Mother Sutton is here this evening. Amen. He's been good, Mother. Amen. She's been in the hospital, but God has brought her back out. Amen. And she's in the house of prayer one more time. The Lord has been good to us. Amen. And because God has been so good to us, we're going to be good to him right now in receiving this offering. We're going to continue in this worship experience as you give, as God has so blessed you to be able to give. You can scan the QR code if you're at home to be able to give. If you're in the sanctuary, you can scan it on the screen as well if you want to give electronically. But we're going to do as we've been doing these last uh, couple of weeks uh, by proceeding from the rear on the two outer aisles. If you will stand and receive the offering, you will come down the aisle, the aisle of the wall, and then proceed up the aisle. Then we'll receive from the middle uh, sections. You'll proceed from the rear as well, and then go return to your seats up the middle aisle. Amen? Amen. We got that? We got that? We are asking for a gift of $25. For those of you who can give $25 to support these, offer these services, we would be so appreciative. Amen? God bless you. Ushers are coming now. Ushers are coming now. God bless you. Won't you come? I'm going to ask these two out art sections if you will stand now. Choir's going to give us some more giving music. Amen. Amen. Hey, don't, listen, y'all just said he'd been good. Now y'all are getting quiet. You see how quiet it got? Amen. Amen. He's been good. Let's keep that energy going. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We're proceeding from the rear. Come on now. two inside sections. Won't you stand now?
outdoors No food No clothes Just alone Without a friend Just another number With a tragic end But you didn't see fit To let none of these things be But every day by your power Keeps on keeping me Oh, I gotta say Thank you, Lord Let us pray. God, we thank you now for the seed that you've blessed us to sow back into your kingdom. God, we ask now that you bless the gift and the giver. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. We're so grateful to have uh, visiting with us uh, some of these pastors who some are visiting, and then some of us, are, some are family that, 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 that's new family uh, that maybe you don't know about. Uh, but let me make sure you know that this is family. Reverend Cordell Fields, who just prayed, is a member of K Chapel. Amen. He's the pastor. That's right. That's right. He joined us uh, back in February, I believe it was. Back in February, he joined us. And so we're grateful that he's able to share with us on the night. He's the pastor of the Pine Grove. Missionary Baptist Church in Jackson, Mississippi. And so we welcome, welcome to the family. Amen. Welcome to the family. Amen. Amen. Then we have Reverend Edward Thomas with us tonight from the Greater Northside Missionary Baptist Church. We thank God for him sharing with us as well. Amen. And certainly to all of our associate members, we thank ministers, we thank God uh, for your presence and for your prayers. There is a preacher in the house. I'm going to say that again. There is a preacher in the house. Amen, 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 amen. We have been blessed over the course of these last few weeks uh, to hear from some dynamic uh, preachers, some dynamic messengers of God's holy word. And uh, two of them have been personal friends, uh, men that I know personally. Dr. John Adolph, I don't know him personally. I know him professionally. I know him to be a dynamic preacher. And though we do not have a personal relationship, when I reached out to him, they quickly responded. And I quickly put it down. <laughs> Amen. That John Adolph was coming to K Chapel. I am delighted that he is, he is here with us. Many of you don't know him, so why don't we have just a moment to introduce him to you personally. Born in Houston, Texas, Dr. John Adolph accepted his call to preach and do the work of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in May of 1991. 
In 94, he was ordained by his earthly father and then pastor, the Reverend Seymour V. Adolph Sr. Just two years later, he accepted his pastoral call to serve the people of Antioch Missionary Baptist Church in Beaumont, Texas. Under his leadership, Antioch Missionary Baptist Church grew from a congregation of 57 people to a community of faith that numbers over 5,100 in attendance at weekly services. To God be the glory. Pastor Adolph is well known for his teaching and preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. His national and international ministry includes a weekly broadcast on the Now Network, a live stream global multimedia network, a weekly prayer call that hosts over 10,000 people every Wednesday morning, and a number of published books and articles. He is married to the love of his life, Dory Aline, and they now are the proud parents of two children, Simone and Jonathan. And most importantly, Dr. Adolph is a saved, born-again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, who is committed to doing all that he can, while he can, for the Lord that saved, healed, and called him to this work. Hey, Chapel, beautiful are the feet of those who carry the gospel. Join me in welcoming our speaker for tonight, Dr. John Adolph. Come on, let's give him a great big K Chapel, Mississippi welcome. Come on, Dr. John Adolph, all the way from Beaumont, Texas. We thank God for you being here. Amen, 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 amen. Choir's going to give us one more selection, and then we will hear the word of God from the man of God on tonight.
all of God's people who love the Lord Jesus Christ said this evening, amen, and amen once more, and amen like you're glad to be in worship with the Lord's people on tonight, in obedience to him who died once and will never die again.
whose name is above every name. So at the mentioning of his name, the Bible says, every knee shall bow. Every tongue will indeed confess that he is Lord of the glory of God the Father. Um, I have never been to K Chapel before. This is my first time. Brother Pastor, I normally do a litmus test to get a feel of the faithful in the flock. Because whenever you hear our Savior's name mentioned, joy bells ought to ring deep down in your soul. Let me do my test. His name is Jesus, Son of the living God. To this inimitable, incomparable, outstanding, prelate, potentate, prognosticator, the episcopus and poorman of this flock, you should be proud to call pastor. I am humble to call president and friend. Will y'all help me thank God publicly tonight for Dr. Buckley? Will you help me do that? Please, please, please. Help me do that. Help me do that. Now help me do that. Pastors and preachers of this congregation and the pastors who are visiting with us tonight, it's just so humbling when pastors take out of their time to come hear another pastor preach. Uh, it's a blessing. It's an overwhelming thought. So I just want to say thank you all so much for being present. To the deacons and trustees of the Kate Chapel Church who partner with Dr. Buckley in Kingdom Building Endeavors who are his cohorts, if you will. Thank God for your service. To these men who are in this choir loft singing Zion song. <clears throat> you have to be careful these days because it's a thin line whenever you make statements like the one I'm going to make, but I'm going to make it. Sisters, there is nothing in the world like a group of saved black men saving about Jesus. There's just nothing else. It's nothing. It's nothing. These men have blessed us so incredibly, and so I thank God. To the ushers who stand so dutifully tonight, God bless you. To these musicians who play so beautifully tonight, and to all of my father's children, to my good friend from the Ferris Street Church. Brother Leroy Walker. Where is Brother Leroy? Man, y'all stand it. Y'all, when I tell you he's been a friend and a brother, you might want to believe that. To my brother on this front row, good to see you too from the Ferris Street Church. Uh, I want you all to know I am humbled and honored. Let me tell you why. President Buckley could have had any preacher in the largest Baptist convention in the world come. But favor ain't fair. My oldest brother, Seymour V. Adolph Sr., pastored in First ba at First Baptist Church in Gulfport, Biloxi, Mississippi. On the way to church, I texted him and said, guess where I am? And he said, boy, that's a wonderful church of believers over there. Send my regard to Pastor Buckley, so I'll do that. 
I want to teach the Bible. That's all I know how to do. And I want to make sure I offer my book to you. Wait, first, let me go back. That media ministry of Cave Chapel is something else. You know, a media ministry is kind of like an offensive lineman. They only get called on when they do something wrong. You don't know that they exist. But K-Chapel, I've been, in fact, I've been on the road quite a bit lately. And to see that introduction, I text my own media group and say, <laughs> we need to ask them to send us the download so you can see what that ought to look like. Will you give them a big hand clap? Thank you so much. brought with me a six weeks journey through the book of James. Every day you read and study that small epistle. And when church is over, I'll be, I guess, in the, in the foyer with the pastor. And I would love to shake hands and hug people. And uh, hope that you can pick it up and it will be a blessing to you and your sojourn with the Lord Jesus Christ. Second Chronicles chapter 20. If you find it, when you find it, turn in your Bible to it. I want to ask that you stand to your feet with me. I only do this because people can't sleep and stand at the same time. I've been Baptist all of my life. And if they nodding when you get started, they're going to be snoring by the time you through. So just turn with me, Second Chronicles chapter 20. I want to pray want to read, want you to hear these words, if they're God speaking to you, because they are, then we'll gain a sermonic thought, take our seats, and for a few moments, pull from this text, biblical categorical truth. Heads are bowed. So God, you woke me in Beaumont this morning. Let me drive to Houston, put me on a plane, flew me 37,000 feet in the air. Let me land here in Jackson, Mississippi just for this moment. So God, I want you to know I am not here just to talk about you. You've sent me to speak on your behalf. How honored I am because God, you could have chosen anyone for this assignment. Yet your divinely inspired sovereign lot has fallen on me. So I ask you that if I've sinned against you in any way, word, thought, or deed, that you would forgive me. That you would literally take my life right now and treat it like an instrument. Play me in any key that makes you happy. Use my life, O oh God, like a puppet on a string. You'd be my master, I'll be your puppet. Fix this moment so that the lost are saved, the saved are encouraged, and the faithful fight on. Lord, I guess what I'm really praying tonight is simply this, have thine own way. Have thine own way. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we say thank you. All of God's people who love the Lord Jesus Christ said together, amen. Second Chronicles chapter number 20. I want to read verses 14 through about verse 20. Listen to the words of our God. 
Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mattaniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he, Jehaziel, said, Hearken ye, all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou, King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed, or repeat of the command, tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Can I pause? There's some stuff you read in the Bible, Lord, that just make you happy reading it. <laughs> I just get happy just reading it. He says, the battle won't be yours. In other words, it's a fixed fight. Your fight is fixed before you ever show up. He says, I'm going to put you in a cliff. Anybody who's reading this know you don't fight from a cliff. You watch from there. So God says, I'm going to give you a battle. You can see me fight for you. Wait, let you keep reading. Let me just keep. I'm sorry. That's, that's a parenthetical footnote. Let me just keep reading. And Jehoshaphat, verse 18 bowed with his head, with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites and the children of the Kohathites and the children of the Korhites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. That's enough for tonight. Say amen for the... Find somebody's hand, hopefully somebody you love and you like a whole lot. You've been sitting by them an hour, you ought to like them a little by now. <laughs> Grab them and just say, neighbor, neighbor. I'm glad to, be in church. glad to be in church. Tell them, you cannot tell it by looking at me, but I have a lot going on. <laughs> tell them, I did not come to play church. I need, God. I need God. Tell them the preacher needs your prayers. All of your amens. Tonight's sermon subject, when worship means warfare. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, ushers. You may retire. When worship literally means warfare. Dr. Warren Wearsby is a wonderful pastor, author, scholar who wrote a book that's entitled Worship. 
he, he makes an interesting contention and argument about this wonderful, divinely inspired moment that we often share. When he says that we actually have three idioms or thoughts or areas of agreement where we kind of look at it differently. Dr. Buckley, he says, some people treat worship like it's a playground, but we've only come for the show of it, where if we're not singing the solo, we don't participate, <laughs> where we're in church, but we are scrolling on social media sites, where we're just kind of playing along with it. I like that. Shirley Caesar said she was playing in the backyard one day, and her mama looked back there and said she wasn't playing anymore. The Holy Ghost had caught a hold to her. It's because you can only play around us so long. Yet, Wiersbe says it's like for some a playground. He says others treat as if it is holy ground where when we come here, it's a sacred, solemn setting for the assembly of the saints. I could not agree more, but his final one really is the one I want to aim at. He said it's not just some playground. It's not just some holy ground. For many, the church of the living God and a worship construct is a battleground. People are going through things that you cannot see with the naked eye. If they are tempted with temptations you just cannot see by sitting in their proximity. That literally there are folk who walk into these hallowed walls who are under demonic attack Families who are under satanic attack, folk are going through stuff you really can't even discuss or openly talk about. And he said when they come here, they're coming here because they have need of a God who can fight their battle for them. Let me argue the same this way. I was born, raised, and reared at the New Hope Baptist Church. I'm a fifth-generation black Baptist preacher. I was born a Baptist. I'm going to live a Baptist and die a Baptist. And, uh, you know, I know what it's like to be raised in this setting. I can remember when I was a little boy when church lasted all day long. You ain't finna go nowhere, no time soon. Sunday school started at 9.30, got over about 11.10. We're going to start 11 o'clock service at 11.30 every Sunday. <laughs> going to have deacons devotion, then turn around and do pulpit devotion. And then you got to have a whole area where you just sing enough songs to get Baptists in the mood to have church. Then after you sing enough songs, you got to have the welcome of the visitors and guests because the pastor ain't out there yet. So you got to hear the lady go in obedience to God, to the pastor, in his absence. You know, he, he, he just not out here yet. Three o'clock service, five o'clock BTU, six o'clock evening service, just church all day. As a young kid, I was sitting in the back eating pop rocks. Now, later, sugar daddy, sugar babies, you know. Just cutting up as a kid in the back. Uh, it's amazing what God has planned for you when you give God your life. Sitting back there, just cutting up. And uh, 
they, the women would come in and they would be differently seated than we are tonight. They would have the mother's board to the left, the deacon board to the right. Women wore hats every Sunday. It wasn't necessarily a fashion statement. It was just to have their head covered in the house of the Lord. And uh, there was a lady who sat third row to the left, Doc Buckley, every Sunday. Her name was Dorothy Mae Jackson. Her family bought that pew. So if you think you're going to sit in Dorothy Mae's seat, you got another thought coming. During the deacon's devotional time, they would often sing what Baptists call old 100s. Uh, they would sing the entire hymn, all four verses of it. And I could hear them singing those hymns without music, no drums, no piano, no Hammond organ. They would give you a funeral fan with Martin Luther King Jr. on one side, funeral home on the other. Didn't have a cool building to sit in, no soul brother walker. They would lift those windows and those dirt darbers would fly around in the city. If you didn't bother them, they wasn't going to bother you. You would hear those deacons, they would come out, sit those chairs down in the center aisle. They would take turns with the microphone. They'd turn around and take that beige handkerchief out of their back pocket. Took me years to realize it wasn't beige, it has been in their pocket a long time. They would line those hymns. I could hear them just singing, Guide me, O thou, great Jehovah. Uh, sounded like someone was in trouble because it was a pentatonic scale. It wasn't seven notes. It wasn't no do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do, just five notes. Boo, do, 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 do. That's all. That's all they needed. Oh, that's how it went, huh? you know, just, and I hear them say, Guide me, O thou, great Jehovah. And there was a lady there, Dorothy Mae Jackson, and she would shout every Sunday at the same time, at the same spot, in the same hymn. In fact, Doc Buckley, we would start counting her down by the time she got to that second verse, you know, bread of heaven, bread of heaven. We would start going 10, 9, 8. Her knee would go to shaking and stuff, seven, you know. And then by the time she get to one, she would just burst. Well, she just holler. And, 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 you know, it was such a real moment because the ushers with, who would go to fan her got happy. They would pick her up and take her out of church to the fellowship hall, which was located right behind the baptistry where they frying the chicken for the next service. And you could hear Dorothy Mae Jackson screaming back there. I'll never forget one Sunday, Doc Buckley. We got in the car to go to Piccadilly's for lunch uh, that day. My daddy driving that Chrysler Imperial down that street. I said, Papa, why does Dorothy Mae Jackson have to shout every Sunday at the same time in the same hymn? My father looked at me with that blinker on, that eight-track tape player sitting in that dashboard with that air conditioning that had had a snowflake symbol. I need somebody that's old school for this. My father said, Bobby, what does it matter to you? She ain't shouting for you. 
He said, but since you asked me, Dorothy Mae Jackson is in warfare, son. She's got stuff going on only God can fix. She's got problems she's dealing with that only heaven can answer. And when you hear her shouting, that's her war cry. Can I just ask Kate Chapel, anybody have a war cry? that says, God, I need you and I don't have time to play church. Brothers and sisters, I welcome you to the Hebrew Chronicle of 2 Chronicles chapter 20. It is Hebrew Hilsgeschichte at its best, according to Adam Noth, that great theological philosopher. He argues that by the time we get to the book of Chronicles, he is writing for us Hebrew history, which lets us know this. If God did it before... Come on and talk to me. He can do it again. He takes the time to chronicle the story of Jehoshaphat, who is now an old man, but the enemy that he once could have destroyed when he's a young man has come together against him. I think it's an interesting footnote that when the enemy wants you destroyed, people that don't even like each other will come together against you. He doesn't know what to do now because he's an older man. Uh, you, know, the, you know, the old gray dog just ain't what he used to be. And all of a sudden, God blesses him with a message from a young man whose name is Jehaziel from the family of Asaph. Retranslation. He sends him the voice of one of his youth and he has enough sense to listen to him. Can I throw this in the gumbo while I'm making my room? Just because they're young don't make them dumb and stupid sometimes you might want to listen to what they have to say here is what he says he says king I know they are gathering against you but God gave me a word just for you the battle that you think is yours is not yours the battle actually belongs to the Lord he says what God told me to tell you to do is stand still and watch him fight on your behalf he says the battle that you thought you were going to have to fight God is going to fight the people you thought you were going to have to handle God is going to handle the situation you thought you would have to fix God is going to fix he says don't you be fearful you be faithful the Bible says Jehoshaphat does what a good saint ought to do he bows in worship to thank God in advance I think we ought to practice this right quick can I I just be nosy anybody got some stuff going on where you need God like right now good thank God in advance just take a moment and say okay God since I'm dealing with it I'm not gonna wait to see how it's gonna turn out I'm gonna thank you in advance wait Watch what he does, ladies and gentlemen. It's now time to go to battle. And his faith is so forward and progressive. Watch this, Dr. Buckley. He doesn't send in the infantry. He doesn't send in the army. He sends in the praise team. He sends in the people who are going to sing the songs and shout. And the 
Bible says that the more they praised God, the enemies turned on each other and wiped each other out. Why preach this on a night like tonight at the K Chapel Church? Here is why. I believe sitting in every seat in this cathedral are people who are against the odds in different ways. Don't touch your neighbor. Just look at them this time. You have no idea what they are confronted with. You have no idea what they are fighting against. But God let them get to church to tell them the battle is not yours. It is the Lord's. I argue, ladies and gentlemen, that every true Christian under the sound of my voice ought to have something or somebody to fight for. I'm going to do a quick roll call. If you are fighting for your health, you ought to raise your hand right here. If you got to take pills that you can't pronounce from a doctor you don't know, from a pharmacist you can't even get through to, you ought to tell your neighbor, I'm fighting for my health. Somebody in here is fighting for a son. That joker just won't do right. And no matter how hard you pray, he keeps going left when he ought to do right. I wish I had a single parent in here who is fighting for one of their children. If you are fighting for a child, a grandchild, a grandson, or a granddaughter, you ought to leap to your feet and say, I'm fighting for mine. Sometimes you got to fight, ladies and gentlemen, for your peace of mind. Just to have my peace back and my joy back. I hope you didn't come to sit comfortably. I hope there was somebody in here who says, I came because I got a battle going on. In fact, call the neighbor and just tell them, neighbor, I'm here because I'm here to do battle. I got stuff going on in my life. It's going to take God to fix. But if he bought me this far, chances are he's not going to let me down. Look at a neighbor and say, neighbor, what are you fighting for tonight? Say, neighbor, I got good news. Our worship is warfare. Hallelujah and thank you, Jesus. You can be seated. That's my whole sermon. I feel like I ought to have prayer and go home. But I'm preaching for Dr. Buckley, so I got to teach the Bible. What should you expect from God? When you're faced with peril and problems that you cannot fix yourself. As a Christian, let me make sure I herald this. God does not exempt us from attack. Oh, I wish I had a surgery survivor in here. God didn't keep you from it. He kept you through it. Ladies and gentlemen. One of the things I often tell the Antioch church is I, I get sick of Johnny come lately Christians who think because they learned two verses they got it figured out. You're not a Christian until you have learned how to suffer sometimes. Think of it this way. How are you going to get to heaven with a manicure on your hands? He has a hole in his. I should have had an amen over that. Ladies and gentlemen. God allows and permits the attack. Here it is in the text. 
The predicament is Jehoshaphat is old. The problem is the enemies are coming together against him. But the prophecy comes in the play. You see, never focus so much on the problem and the predicament that you miss the prophecy. See, the prophecy is the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Okay, one more time. The battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. You know, I'm going to stay here for a second. The battle is not yours. I know you think you got to fight this thing, but God says it ain't even made for you. It's made for the Lord. Maybe y'all ain't happy yet because you don't really come to grips with this idea of who this Lord is that's mentioned in this text. You see, when you realize that the battle is the Lord's, it means literally, antithetically, it's not yours. So God says, you can let that go and sit this one out. I got it covered. Maybe the reason why you ain't just in, in the amen corner of a Baptist church yet is because you, you don't realize that some of y'all miss Sunday school. So you don't realize that this Lord is, is Jehovah. And Jehovah means self-existing one, which means he's too holy to be a Democrat. He's too powerful to be a Republican. He ain't A-M-E-C-M-E-U-M-C, -E -E Church of God, Church of the Living God. He ain't Baptist, full gospel Baptist. He is too high to comprehend, but close enough for you to call him Abba Father. I need about 50 of y'all. Okay, maybe y'all ain't happy yet. Because you don't realize that the tetragrammatonic idea about the word Lord suggests to us that it's the word Jehovah. Yeah, in fact, when you see it in, 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 in the Hebrew, it's really Jehovah. But there is no J in the Hebrew alphabet. It's really spelled Y-E-H-O-V-A-H. Each segment of his name has a true meaning to it. Y-E means was, H-O means now, and the V-A-H means is to come. You translate it like this. He kept you yesterday. He's keeping you today. And he has your tomorrow already figured out. I need somebody in here to tell somebody he be keeping me all of my life. Ladies and gentlemen. The battle is not yours. It's the one who kept you yesterday, today, and forever. Can I ask y'all a question? How would you shout if I told you you don't even have to worry about that battle? God already has it figured out. God says your fight is already fixed. How would you celebrate if I told you that the diagnosis is in the Lord's hands? The problem is in the Lord's hands. Your family issue is in the Lord's hands. I wish I had about 10 Baptists, just 10, who can tell somebody if it's in God's hands, everything is going to be all right. Uh, it's why when you come to church, you ought to come for a word from God. Don't come to be entertained. Tell your pastor, bring the book. I know Dr. Buckley does. Well, hold on. Brothers and sisters, it's because God's word offers us a sure word of prophecy.
if you want to figure out what God has planned, open a Bible and read it. It is why when it's time for the sermon, some saints sleep and others get happy and say, hold up, God is about to talk. Brothers and sisters, in this Bible, it lets us know that weeping may endure. Somebody, I heard that. But joy comes in the, in your Bible, it says no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. In your Bible, it says I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help, my help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer my foot to be moved. He that keepeth Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The sun shall not smite me by day nor the moon by night. God is my refuge, very present help. And I think we ought to take a moment and just tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, there is a word for you tonight. God told me to tell you, and we know all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, for those who are the called according to his purposes. Brothers and sisters, we win based on what the word has to say. So I'm in the windy city of Chicago, Illinois. Walker, they've flown me there, put me in a limo to get to church. Hold on, let me pause. I don't like celebrity preachers. I don't care how many members you got. We are foot washing servants of the Lord. They put me in this G12 limo. I'm in the back seat. Don't know how to act. Taking selfies, sending my wife photo. You know. I get to church and I'm getting ready to walk in. We, I, they pick me up a little late. I'm getting ready to go straight into worship. And when I get there, ladies and gentlemen, I don't have time to do anything but go straight in church. I walk in and there was this long line of deacons there, nice suits and stuff. I believe in shaking hands and saying hello. But I get to this one brother, bad pinstripe suit, nice mingled gray hair, bad Bad Brioni necktie. He just bad. I went to shake his hand. He did not shake it. Touch your neighbor and say he did not shake it. I just told y'all I've been Baptist a long time. All of us ain't all cooked all the way, you know. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out why he didn't. So I said maybe he didn't see my hand. That's cool. And so I kneel to pray. When I get up, Dr. Buckley, he comes to the edge of the pulpit and he says, bring the report. I said, what? Who is it? You know, do we need security in here? The whole time I'm preaching, he's yelling, bring the report, bring the report, bring the report. Ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the service, I shook his hand, Dr. Buckley, and here is what he told me. He said, young preacher, I came to church because I need God today. He said, I am a fourth time prostate cancer survivor. He said, but I just got through doing my blood work and they found some stuff in my bloodstream and they're trying to see if my cancer has returned and I needed to report from the Lord to remind me that if he brought me through the last time, he's going to bring me through this time. Ladies and gentlemen, the next night, 
the very next night he came to church in a black suit he told me God did it again he said I'm still cancer free it's because God fights my battles for me can I just ask anybody here can say God fights my battles for me tell your neighbor say neighbor it's in his word Not only should you expect a sure word of prophecy, but secondly, you have to expect victory based on the principle. Ladies and gentlemen, hear this news. There is no battle you're going to lose with God on your side. You know, Baptists don't know when to shout no more. Listen to me. Listen to what I did. Hold on. There is no battle you can lose with God on your side. Let me talk to y'all. They're not paying attention. I said there is no battle you can lose with God on your side. Okay, let me try one more time. You know, you can always tell on ESPN when they're in the loser's locker room and the winner's locker room. Because the winning locker room is cheerful, happy, and having a good time because they won. That's why church ought to be a noisy place. You win in the end. There is no battle you can lose with God on your side. If you're sick, he can heal you. If he broke, he can pay you. If you're low, he can lift you. If he dead, you can resurrect you. There is nothing that God cannot do. Wait. We don't win on our strength. We win because of what we believe. Uh, God takes Jehoshaphat and puts him in a cliff in Z's. If you read this well, you realize he's on the side of a mountain. The war is going to take place, Brother Walker, near the brook of Jeruel in the wilderness of Tekoa. So what he does is, is he puts him in a place where he can watch the warfare happen. Why? Because he won't need his help. He just needs his faith and belief. I argue anybody who believes in God and your belief is steadfast, you are next to someone who can tell you, I don't know how he's going to do it, but I believe God's going to work it out. I got to hurry. My time is up. Let me see the hands of those who say, Pastor, I may be far from perfect, but I believe God. Listen to me carefully. You are one of the strangest people time will ever see. It is why this country is now pushed toward agnosticism and atheism, because what we believe don't make no sense. It's all right. I still believe it, too. But you believe that some God way up there woke you up this morning. That it wasn't no alarm clock, it was the finger of a loving God. You believe that this God that you cannot see, you can feel sometimes. Wait, here is what makes it even worse. You believe that he walks with you. 
talks with you, rides to work with you, dries your tears when you cry. You are crazy enough to believe in some book that you did not meet the writer and has over 40 other writers over a period of 1,600 years. All the way from the books of Moses all the way through the Bible who chronicled this one story about a God who loves his people so much that he would fight their battles for them. Oh, it gets much worse than that. You believe that he peeled off divinity, wrapped himself in humanity, and came down through 42 generations. Hold on. You believe that not only did he wrap himself in humanity, but on the day of his birth, the cosmological construct of the universe shifted. One star got happy and outshined the rest. Oh, it gets worse. Wise men come from the east, bringing gold, frankincense, and myrrh just to worship him. You are sitting here on the Tuesday night because you believe that when he got about 12 years old, without a degree from Jackson State, confused the people in the temple with his wisdom and his knowledge. You are here because by the time he was 30 years old, he got baptized by his first cousin and sidekick, John the Baptist, in the muddy river of the Jordan. Hold on, it gets worse. You are here because you believe some cloud descended like a dove. Some voice came out of nowhere and said, this is my beloved son of whom I'm with. You are here tonight because you believe that he got to the wedding of Cana and Gal where they ran out of wine. His mama said, y'all do what my boy tell y'all to do. He looks at his mama and say, mama, it ain't time just yet. He said, but I don't need grapes to make wine. Go get me water. They fill these big buckets full of water and that water is so happy to look back at its creator and it becomes the sweetest Stella Rosa Black they've ever had. You are here tonight because you believe that he took two fish and five barley loaves and fed 5,000 people and had 12 baskets left over. You are here tonight in this cathedral at Cade Chapel in Jackson, Mississippi because you believe that he was walking through town going to Jairus' house and some sick woman who had been hemorrhaging 12 years pressed her way through the crowd, grabbed the hem of his garment and got well. You are here because he got to the grave of Lazarus and called him by his name. Lazarus come forth and that dead man heard the voice of his maker and got up. You are here because you believe that they nailed him to a cross. They hung him high dropped him low and stretched him wide and for us he hung his head and died. You are here because you believe that they wrapped him in grave clothes, stuck him in a borrowed tomb. Wait, this is the kicker. This is the kicker. He went down to hell, paid out your lease, and got up three days later and said, all power. I need 50 of y'all who crazy enough to believe it to tell your neighbor, I don't care how crazy it sounds, I believe it. 
somebody and tell them, I believe it. I believe it. I believe he's coming back. I believe he has all power. Hey, in the hello of his hand. Jehoshaphat wins on what he believes. May I suggest, ladies and gentlemen, that the same thing that worked for Jehoshaphat works for everybody in here. The problem is there's two groups of people, those who believe and those who don't. I want to suggest to you there are people in church with big Bibles and crosses that just don't believe just yet. But when believers are next to unbelievers, believers get on unbelievers' nerves. You getting on their nerve right now. What you standing up for? What you waving for? What you clapping for? Why come you just can't sit still? Why you got to keep saying amen? It's because I believe this. I happen to believe he's a tumor shrinker. I happen to believe he's a life changer. I happen to believe he's a $20 bill stretcher. I happen to believe he's a door opener. I wish I had a hundred of y'all in here who say, Pastor Adolf, I believe God. Can I just be nosy? Anybody over here believe? Wait, don't play with you. Believe. Anybody believe? Anybody? Hold on. You believe? Wait, wait, touch me up and say, neighbor. I believe God. Uh, let, let, let me offer this and then I'm going to see if I got it. Doc Buckley, we have a neighborhood behind our church where God took land and built houses. I tell this testimony often because I want people to know what belief does. Lady worked in our kitchen for years, lived in other poverty, whose name is Melinda. And uh, we shouted because she got one of the houses in the neighborhood. She went from living in the projects of Sunlight Manor to having her own home. When she found out it was available, she told her friends. That's why you want friends who want you blessed. In fact, you'll look at his mother and ask him, how safe am I around you? You know, is it okay for God to bless me? She told her girlfriend, Sister Day, Sister Day pops up and says, I want a house too. We say, cool. So ladies and gentlemen, we watch her pick her lot. And when we picked her lot, we shouted. We thank God for that. Because now she had a lot that was hers. Dr. Buckley, when those men came out to cut it and pour that dirt out there for construction, we shouted one more time. Watched it when those breakout boys from south of the border came up there without green cards. Speaking no English, are you listening to me? We shouted when they put up the frame and the sheetrock. We shouted when the electrician came in to rough in the electricity. Guess what we did? We shouted when they came in with the rough in plumbing. Guess what we did? We uh huh. We shouted when they bought in her jacuzzi tub. She snubbed those people who said it wasn't gonna happen, and we shouted when we had her house blessing. Guess what we did? We ladies and gentlemen. 
legitimately shouted for Sister Day who lives on who lives right there on Shalom Street. Here is the problem. I'm going to church, Dr. Buckley. We done told the new residents, don't buy anything. Get used to paying your house note. Don't put nothing on your credit report. I pull around, it's pouring down rain, and I turn on Shalom, and Sister Day is standing on the edge of her driveway dancing in the rain. Okay, let me hurry up. Uh, black women don't get their hair wet. I just said she's standing on the edge of the driveway. Hey, can I ask you, has God ever messed up your makeup at least one good time? I need somebody who can say, oh my God. I, I, I stopped. Brother Lee Walker, I pull back and I tell her, Sister Day, you overdoing it. Go in the house. It's pouring down raining. We already shouted for your house. You're not acting Baptist. That's Pentecostal. Go in the house. We good to go. She said, Rev, you don't understand. She said, look behind you. Behind me is two furniture trucks from Home Furniture. Now I'm upset. I say, Sister Day, we told y'all don't buy nothing. Get used to paying your house note. It's pouring down, raining. She crying, hair all in her eye. I said, Day, go back inside. She said, hold on, Rev, I'm trying to tell you. I said, you getting my truck wet on the inside. If you can get going back inside, it stops raining and all of a sudden these men start unloading furniture. Big leather couch, big end table, lamp with five hangle. I'm like, what did you buy? She said, that's why I'm outside shouting, Pastor Adolph. I bought my furniture before I ever had my house. I just kept on believing God for I need 25 of y'all in here. Who would thank God before it ever show up? Wait, hold on. Where y'all at? I need for you to do it right quick. Just, it sounds like it over here. Brothers and sisters, I got to quit. Can I squeeze one more point in? Sure, everybody say, sure word of prophecy. Yeah, victory based on the principle. What's the principle? Everybody say, believe. A purpose in your praise and worship. I want you to hear this. And I'm going to be finished. Brothers and sisters. Jehoshaphat is faced with an army. Made up of people and nations that don't like him. He's old. His steps are shorter. His eyes are withered, but his mind still works. He hears the prophecy from the young man that simply says, the battle, not yours, it's the Lord's. He, in turn, begins to worship. Everybody say worship. He worships so, Brother President, until when it's time to fight, he calls in singers and the praise team to lead them into battle. And as they worship, God fights for them. 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 
Hold on, this is not some charismatic mumbo jumbo. You got to go back and understand why this is. For the student of the Bible, exegetical and categorical, come here, let me explain. So you will understand this is more than you coming to church getting happy. This is more about how you feel because Baptists need a certain feeling to shout. When the truth of the matter is that's foolishness. Sometimes you ought to shout on faith alone. It's the battle of the angelic conflict. Here is what happens. Here is why they are doing this. Because they are Jews who understand the angelic conflict. Here is what happened. Before there was a when or a where, a then or a there, God sat in the everlasting, exuberating peace of timeless eternity just enjoying being God. He was God, is God, and will be God all by himself. He is not elected or selected so what? Whether you clap or not, he's still God. He is God whether they like it or not. I need five of y'all to say amen. amen. Watch what happens, ladies and gentlemen. He creates a species called angels, and he makes myriads of angels, and they have one assignment. They got one job. They put a job there. Somebody shout worship. That's what they do. Four angels are covered with eyeballs, according to the book of Revelation. One has the face of an ox, the other a lion, the other, uh, the, the other an eagle, and the other a man. And they fly around the throne. They're covered with eyeballs. You got to ask why they have so many eyes. It's because they are heaven's roving reporters, and they're supposed to shout what they see. So when they fly around the throne, they shout glory and heaven shouts. Uh-huh. He gave three angels specific assignments. Teach the Bible, Pastor Adolf. One angel is the angel of the word. Let the church say angel of the word. His name is Gabriel. That's why every time you see an angel talking in the Bible, it's Gabriel doing the talking. For those who studied the Bible, you can remember when Mary got pregnant, before and Joseph got together, it was Gabriel that said, hey, don't call him Joseph Jr. We ain't rolling like that. His name will be G. I wish I had a praying church. Everybody say angel of the word. Then there was an angel, ladies and gentlemen, of warfare. His name is Michael. Everybody say Michael. And whenever you hear about Michael, remember this. Michael does very little talking. He is like your cousin that just got out last week who ain't scared to go back. Mike, when you see Mike coming, it's problems in Palestine and trouble in Jerusalem. And he does. I wish I had a praying Baptist right up. Michael fights. Everybody say Michael. Warfare. But that was a third angel, and he was the angel of worship, and his name was Lucifer. And the Bible says that God covered him with beautiful, 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 beautiful pearls and sapphire and, 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 and crystal braces and all measure of jewels so that when the glory of God hit those jewels, it would fill heaven with a rainbow. He put music in his throat, Dr. Bucklip, so that when Lucifer opened his mouth, it would sound like the Chicago 
Philharmonic Orchestra. Watch what happened. But Lucifer got a look at himself and decided he was going to be worshipped. So God gave him the spiel we give folk who don't know how to act at the house. Here is how it go. You cannot stay here. You ain't got to go home. Uh-huh, I heard that. So he, watch this, so he kicks Lucifer out of heaven with two-thirds of the angelic host. So now, watch this, there's still the angel of the word. What's his name? Gabriel. And there's still the angel of warfare. What's his name? But when it came to worship, God did not promote another angel. He said, nope, I ain't promoting another angel. I'm going to make a whole nother species. And God took a handful of dirt and made you and you and you and you. And he said, what I want you to do is have one job. I want you to think about my goodness and lift your hands and tell the world how wonderful I am. I want you to open your mouth in adverse conditions and shout thank you and hallelujah. He says, I want you to worship me. And when you worship God, God fights your battles for you. You don't have to lift a hand. Is there anybody here who's fighting for something he owned tonight? If you're fighting for your family, stand on your feet and tell somebody I'm fighting for my family. If you're fighting for your son or your daughter, stand on your feet and shake somebody by the hand. In fact, hold your neighbor by the hand. I said, grab your neighbor's hand. Hold it like you've been born again. And say, neighbor, I'm here to do battle tonight. Say, neighbor, I need you to help me lift up the name of Jesus. I need you to help me bless the name of the Lord. Ain't he all right? I said, ain't he all right? Is there anybody in here got a praise on the inside that got a war going on on the outside? Here is what you ought to do. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Ain't he all right? I said, ain't he all right? I said, ain't he all right? Can I ask one question tonight? Anybody fighting for the state of your mind? Anybody fighting for your peace and your heart? Hug your neighbor around the neck. I said, hug your neighbor like you love God. And say, neighbor, you're not fighting by yourself. But I'm fighting with you. I'm fighting with a hallelujah. I'm fighting with a thank you, Jesus. I think we ought to take a warfare break. Lift up your hands. Open up your mouth and shout glory. 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 I feel all right. I said I feel all right. Hug your neighbor one last time and say neighbor. Say, neighbor, 
we started counting ain't Dorothy down because we knew she was about to shout. That's why I came tonight to help somebody in warfare because I came to count you down. Ten, nine, eight, seven. Y'all not ready yet. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I refuse to let Satan have my son. I refuse to let the devil have my daughter. I refuse to let the enemy have my peace. Help me lift up the name of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Open up your mouth, church, and shout hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, six, five, four, three, anybody in here fighting for healing, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm going to let God fight my battle too, one, open your mouth in here and tell God, Lord, you're worthy. You're worthy. Say it. Say it. Say Keep that going. Keep that going. Because some, somebody's in war right now. Somebody's at war right now. And you need to go ahead and declare it tonight before you get home. It shall be. It shall be. It, 
it shall be it shall be hallelujah Lord hallelujah Lord and listen here's why it's gonna be because it's not your battle you don't have to do it it's not your battle My God, my God. My God, my God. My God, my God. My God, my God. Anybody got a war cry in here? Anybody feel like you at war and you just need to let the enemy know? I'm taking it back tonight. I'm taking it back tonight. I'm taking it back tonight. Mm. My God, my God, my God. been said I say let, let's just take a moment and seal what's been said as you go to your homes and you go to your families you go to your jobs you, you go to all of those places and spaces where you need restoration you need reclamation you need reformation let's come tonight and seal in Jesus name what's been said you say how do you seal it you seal it with prayer you seal it by saying amen, which means so be it. Meet me up here. Let's seal it together. 
Let's seal it together. Let's seal it together. Let's seal it together. Let's seal it together. Let's seal it together. Fighting for your mind and fighting for your joy. Fighting for your marriage and fighting for your children. We're fighting for our churches. Fighting for our ministries. Hmm. Fighting for this city. his name y'all can we call him Savior Savior oh Savior what's his name Jesus God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come tonight, God, thanking you for all that you've done. God, thank you for another day's journey. It may not have been how we wanted it, but God, we thank you. God, thank you for your strength. God, thank you for your grace. God, thank you for your mercy. God, we come tonight, God, thanking you for life. God, thank you for strength right now. God, we call on your name and say, God, we thank you. God, we come, God, thanking you for every battle that we face. God, thinking that we would have to fight, but you put us on the stage to look down and see that you fought all our battles, Lord God. God, whether it was the battle of cancer, God, whether it was the battle of, of depression, Lord, whether it was the battle of oppression, God, whether it was the battle of poverty, God, whether it was the battle of defeat, God, we thank you now. God, we come tonight, God, God, asking you to continue to heal us right now. God, some are sick. God, some have been diagnosed with one thing or some have been diagnosed with another. God, we don't know which way to look, but now, God, after hearing a word from you, God, we know that the battle is not ours. God, it's all yours, God. And for this, we give you praise. God, and for this, we give you glory. God, and for this, we shabak you. God, and for this, we shout hallelujah. God, have your way now. God, for that wayward child, God, 
God, we lift them up now, Lord God, for that rebellious child right now, God. We lift them up to you right now, God, for that broken home, God. We lift it up to you right now, for that messed up marriage. We lift it up to you right now, Lord God. Have your way, God. Lord, we need you. God, right now, God, we pray for a fresh anointing. God, because the Bible declares that the anointing destroys the yoke. God, we ask now, God, that you anoint us right now. God, give us a fresh anointing that we can walk through every battle, every struggle, every stronghold, Lord God. God, and we can come out victorious. God, we ask now, God, God, that you have your way. God, seal us. God, you said that you would strengthen us and establish us and seal us, God, until the day of redemption. God, have your way now. We love you, God. God bless. God bless Pastor Adolph. God, for the word that he's given us, Lord God. God, restore unto him everything that he's poured out, God. God, give him, God, give him strength, Lord God. God, bless his ministry. Bless his home. Bless his church. Bless his life, Lord God. God, have your way now. Any enemy, any tactic of the enemy, any distraction that come his way, we bind it in the name of Jesus. God, we lift up our pastor, Pastor Buckley, Lord God. We plead a fresh anointing over his life. God, we press revitalization over his life. Bless his wife. Bless first lady, Lord God. God, bless the, the children, the first family, Lord God. Have your way. God, we thank you and we love you. God, touch everybody where they stand in need of. Seal it right now. Because God, one thing we do, we believe the report. God, in Jesus' name we pray. It's in Jesus' name we do plead the blood. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And every heart said amen. 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 Now you come on, give God some praise like you believe it. Come on, praise him like you believe it. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. As you go back to your seats, call. Jesus, 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 what's his name? Jesus, 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 healer, 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 oh, healer. Jesus, I wonder if we could just end by telling him to thank you this night. Thank you. Thank you. Can anybody worship him with a great big thank you? Oh, I believe somebody got a reason to tell him thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yes. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, give it to him one more time. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Shh, Jesus. 
Listen, put your hands together and bless the man of God. Come on and bless the man of God. Did he help you tonight? Did he help you tonight? Hallelujah. Thank God for Dr. John Adolph. Amen. 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 We have been blessed through this series of services. God has blessed this church. God has blessed you. And I believe you've gotten exactly what you need. Amen. Amen. Listen, we're going to bring Dr. Adolph back and he's going to give closing remarks and then we'll have the benediction. Come on and receive him again. Standing to your feet. As you stand tonight, I want to thank publicly Dr. Buckley for having me. Will you all help me celebrate him? Thank you. I want to thank you all for being so warm and so receptive and so welcoming. Find a hand to touch and a heart to be near. When we give the benediction, I'm going to race out those doors so I can shake hands at that table out back and uh, so I can get to that, the book table. Heads are bowed and hearts are humbled. So God, I pray tonight that you would bless the hand that I'm holding. I don't know what battles my neighbor is faced with. But I do know this. You've never seen a battle that you would lose. Lord, even if they would nail you to a tree alive, it would come out resurrected three days later. Bless the hand that I hold, God. If my neighbor is weak, be their strength. If my neighbor is torn, mend them. God, if my neighbor is going through a season that they can't even talk about, restore their joy. Bless the hand that I hold. In fact, God, bless my neighbor so much that what you do in my neighbor's life runs over into mine. Oh, and God, I forgot to say this, but when you bless them, I'm not going to be jealous or envious or angry or upset. I'm going to thank you like you've blessed me. Because if you're blessing my neighbor, it means you're still in the blessing business. And so, Lord, I pray tonight just this final supplication, plea, prayer, and petition. That God, when I let my neighbor's hand go, that you never turn my neighbor's hand loose. Lord, and if my neighbor goes through a time where they're too weak to hold on to you, in that hour, hold on to them. Let them know what grace is really like. In the name of Jesus, lift your heads only, just your head. When you walk through a storm, hold your heads up high. Don't be afraid of the dark. At the end of the storm, there's a golden sky. And the sweet silver song of a lark. Walk on through the wind. Walk on through the rain. Though sometimes your dreams may be tossed and blown. Walk on with Jesus. And I promise you this. You'll never, ever walk alone. Lift your hands and receive the benediction. Now unto him 
who's able to keep you from falling to the only wise God we shall ever, 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 ever know. To our King, immortal, invisible, and eternal. To him who sits high and looks low, may grace, might, majesty, peace, power, prosperity, and dominion be his forever and forever and forever. Let every heartfelt believer who loves the Lord Jesus Christ, who knows that your fight is already fixed, say this final word in agreement tonight. Amen. Amen. And amen. Give the Lord one more hand clap of love tonight. Amen. Meet Dr. Adolph in the vestibule. He'll be there to sign books, sell those books. Books are $10. Books are $10. He'll be in the vestibule with you. God bless you. Go in peace.